At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, everybody. Live Bet Sunday rolls on from across the country. First here in Las Vegas at our South Point Sportsbook Studios. I'm Ben Wilson taking you home for the next four hours as the college basketball slate comes down to the wire. Final regular season day in college hoops before all of the conference tournament brackets are officially set. And we'll get into a bunch of the conference tournament futures here over the next four hours as well, along with some NBA, some hockey, a little bit of everything on the show today. Danny Burke with us from Chicago. He is the host of the VEASAN NHL betting podcast. So we'll get some NHL thoughts from Danny a little bit later tonight. Some NBA plays on the night slate as well. Danny you hit a, a couple couple shots there in the UFC last night. So I know you guys were out uh, out on a town in Chicago. So I'm, you made it back in one piece. We're back for four more hours today. Yeah. Hey, uh, enough to keep us going, right? Yeah. John Jones coming through nice and quickly. Uh, I mean, it seemed like everybody was bending And Hey, what do I say? We we're saying everybody and their grandmother. And like you said, so we know everybody's grandmother loves to bet the UFC <laughs> yes, and luckily uh, she, she came home with the winner. So uh, shout out to John Jones for making it a sweat free bet for the main event. Uh, no, no question about it. So now we're on to Sunday. We will have, by the end of tonight, every single major conference basketball tournament will have odds posted. The only one we're waiting on right now is the Big Ten because there are three games still to go. One that's about to end and we'll start there in Bloomington, Indiana. It's a must-have game for Michigan who, have, if they want any sort of shot of getting an at-large, would have needed to beat Indiana on the road today. Did get market support from four-and-a-half-point underdogs at open, down to three-and-a-half at most shop at, shops at close. And despite a Herculean effort on the road, it looks like Indiana's going to get the win. But they miss a free throw with four seconds left, Danny. Up by two. Michigan fumbles the ball at the three-point line, doesn't even mm. get a shot off. And Indiana wins the game but does not cover. How about this? Imagine if you laid three-and-a-half late with Indiana. You're at the lineup two, and you miss not one but both free throws to not cover and still end up getting the win 75 73. It just goes final in Bloomington, big bounce back for Indiana on their senior day. Probably the last chance for Michigan to get any sort of at large consideration. They'll have to win the big 10 tournament. You would think Danny to get in now, uh, but what a game there in Bloomington that uh, comes down to the wire. Michigan covers total does go over. Yeah. And you talk about the chance to cover if you had Indiana, if you're in that situation as a better and you're sending a college kid to the charity stripe and you need him to hit both, you pretty much know that you're screwed once it gets to that point. But Hey, look, Michigan obviously had their opportunities and you just let Indiana come back into the game at the most crucial stages. And it's so frustrating to see that because Michigan 
appeared like it could be from time to time a team that could compete with the top of the ranks in the Big Ten and come out maybe in the conference tournament. And yes, they still can do that. But man, this is just a loss that still kind of hangs on you as you head into the tournament. Whereas we talk about getting right at or hot at the right time. And man, Michigan pulls off this win, not only to boost their chances getting into the big dance, Ben, but to give them that motivation, to give them that momentum heading into the conference tournament, making a little bit of a run there. And then you just fall victim in this spot against an Indiana team that probably, I don't want to say didn't deserve to win it because they clawed back and it's, and it's great for them. Good for you, Indiana. But, you know, people talk about the Hoosiers, Ben, is this team that you should really probably buy into. That's a team out of the Big Ten that you put stock in. I'm still not sold on them. Their home and road splits scare me. An example like this where, yes, they came back. All right, props to them. But you probably shouldn't have been falling behind in that situation to that degree against Michigan in the first place. So, uh, look, I, it's not like I'm taking away positives from Indiana necessarily. It's more like, wow, Michigan really let that opportunity slip away. And at this point, at 17 and 14 with so many losses that were right there for the taking yeah. for Michigan, it's really hard to make a compelling case. I'm I'm really intrigued in Indiana, though, Danny. I was a, a guy who was fading them last year, thought it was an outstanding opportunity to bet against them in the NCAA tournament, burned me in the first four. They beat a pretty fraudulent Wyoming team and then got the doors blown off by St. Mary's, if you remember that, in a 5-12 first-round game. But oh, with yeah. the emergence of Trace Jackson Davis, who's gone to another level this year as one of the finalists, he will be a finalist for Wooden Player of the Year, likely to lose out to Zach Eady of Purdue. But an Indiana offense, I, I've watched them from start to finish and feel like they're an offense I can trust. It's not something I could have said last year. Yes, I, I get the, the some of the issues that you have concerns with Danny Holman Road, but I'm of the position where that's a four-seed type team for Indiana that I really feel could make some noise given their versatility on offense and how Jackson Davis has just gone to an entirely different stratosphere this year. So I'm not as uh, maybe, maybe down on them as you are. I, I have a feeling with the right draw, that could be a second weekend team. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if he's going off, they can easily compete with anybody. And you saw that on full display when they played Purdue most recently. They couldn't stop him for anything. And it was just Hoosiers all the way from that point. And then you had no sense of Purdue coming back into the game. Indiana had an answer for everything. So, yeah, I feel like if you're going to get him consistently dominating, which he does, but to that degree, yeah, you could get them in a deep run. But if he just has one kind of average game, one mediocre performance, I don't know if Indiana has enough without their home crowd completely behind them to get them deep into this tournament. And look, in terms of the price and you know what their ceiling can be, I guess I get why it's attractive in that sense. Just not a team I'm worth or I'm willing to put that investment in because, again, I, I've seen these type of performances, especially away from home, even though they won tonight, they've shown you that they are going to have these games where they've been digging themselves a hole, and I just don't think they'll be as comfortable to come back and accomplish what they did today once the pressure really gets even higher. And I, it's not me trying to argue anybody out of it. I guess it's me just talking out loud to myself saying why I don't want to trust this team in terms of a long-term investment. When have I heard Danny Burke say he doesn't trust a Big Ten team? I feel like I feel like that's happened <laughs> a time or two in the past. There's oh, another Big Ten maybe team. Ju uh, maybe just a couple times. Uh, just a couple over the years. So another couple of Big Ten games still to come. We'll start there with the show today since we have two games remaining in the regular season of all college basketball conferences. After the Wisconsin, uh, the Wisconsin game, which is about to start in about 10 minutes, uh, 20, 10, 20 minutes here, Wisconsin, Minnesota, as well as Northwestern Rutgers. Once those games wrap up, brackets will be officially set, and then we'll have ourselves some odds available for the Big Ten Conference Tournament next week. But Wisconsin, Minnesota, here's another game involving a team right on the bubble. Now, Wisconsin's resume is better than Michigan's. Wisconsin comes in on the ESPN Bracketology, a last four team in. Right now, they would be in the first four in a play-in situation as an 11 seed. But this is one of the few games we've watched this weekend from a betting market perspective, Danny, where the market has actually gone against that team who is in a desperate win spot. If you're wondering why, it's because Wisconsin is completely anemic on the offensive end. And even though they're taking on the worst team in the Big Ten today in Minnesota, it is a road game. And Wisconsin cannot show any ability and has not all year to efficiently score on the offensive end. So laying six is a big ask against anybody, even the worst team in the Big Ten. So I completely understand why people are taking a stab here with the home dog. Chance to play spoiler if you're Minnesota. And I'm, I'm totally out on this Wisconsin team. I hope we get a chance to either bet unders or bet against them in the tournament. Uh, but it's interesting now, Danny, Wisconsin laying five after opening as a six-point favorite there in the Twin Cities. 
Yeah, I mean, for Rutgers, right, or pardon me, Minnesota, you're you're playing with house money here, and it, it's kind of like you like you said, you're playing spoiler to a certain degree, and the pressure for them certainly is not as high as it would be for a team like Michigan, and it's a completely different conversation when we're talking about them winning and then laying that number and covering it a five on the road. So, yeah, I completely understand why the sentiment is going away from the Badgers because – we do see their offensive struggles, but primarily if they're not knocking down threes, they are really going to struggle out of the gate. So that's something you can determine early on what their success rate is looking like beyond the arc. And if they're failing to get those to connect, it could be a long game for this Badgers team on the road with Rutgers, or I keep saying Rutgers, with Minnesota, sorry, uh, coming off that win against Rutgers, maybe getting a little bit of momentum from that situation, feeling good about themselves. Hey, who cares? We got the conference tournament coming up too. We know we got to be playing as many days as we can to get far, but it's house money mentality with this Minnesota team and Wisconsin has not proven to be a trustworthy squad, especially in this type of environment. So yeah, I'm with you, Ben. I, I wouldn't want to get involved with anything with the Badgers here. Yeah, It is interesting too, to see a total pretty starkly bet to the over when you're talking a Wisconsin game yeah. where it's been bet up uh, 126 and a half at open now 129 market wide. I'm a little surprised to see that. I get the, the love for the home dog in a spot where you're getting full two possessions essentially it open but uh, just to go over that 126 it's it, that's a lot to ask on a Wisconsin team that struggles to put the ball in the basket no without a doubt and I was kind of looking at that too because you know Wisconsin defensively they're 23rd in adjusted defensive efficiency over at Bart Torvik and we know how poor Minnesota is themselves an effective field goal percentage Ben. they're 287. So I'm kind of looking at that spot then and going, all right, well, knowing how these teams typically trend, you would envision it being lower scoring. So the total at about 126 and a half seemed about right. But yeah, the movement to the over and then some getting almost three points is certainly a little perplexing. And maybe I'm misreading it here. Maybe people envisioning it's just going to be a sloppy type of game. I, I don't know what it is, but I I'm just a little bit off on this market here. So uh, yeah, I nothing for me that's tempting to get pre-flop, but we'll be curious to see uh, when we monitored from the in-game standpoint, again, especially when we're talking about Wisconsin's three-point success and how early that affects the betting market. No question. It's clearly a correlation if you're thinking about dog and over because of how Minnesota has played to a faster tempo recently. Yeah. Last five games have gone over for Minnesota. For the last five games for Wisconsin have gone under. The only game that did go over was their overtime game last weekend against Michigan. So it's one of those one of those matchups where you figure if Wisconsin trolls, controls the pace, play a lower scoring game, they're more likely to cover. And yet, because you have the market going to the dog, you would think if Minnesota is going to play faster and at least try to get more raw possessions, even if the efficiency isn't necessarily there, that's how you get the over. But a big game as far as the bubble implication is concerned, that is one of the two Big Ten games coming up at the 7.30 Eastern window. Tip-off here in just under 20 minutes. We'll get our thoughts on the other game when we return with Northwestern and Rutgers, two teams that should be pretty safely in the big dance, but still trying to improve on their resumes and potential tournament seating in that conference tournament next weekend. So we have a lot to get to. Wes Reynolds is going to join us later on in the show. Danny West and I will be doing the betting the bracket specialty show a week from tonight once the brackets are revealed. But Wes will join us later on tonight to give us his thoughts on the conference tournament betting options now that all but the Big Ten are out. So when we come back, we'll give you those thoughts on the Rutgers Northwestern matchup. We'll get Danny's thoughts on tonight's NBA and NHL card as well. Plus a whole lot more here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. We start this edition of Live Bet Sunday talking a little Big Ten basketball final day of conference regular season only games before the conference tournament start for all the big time conferences next week. A bunch of the smaller conferences are already underway and we'll update you on those in our next segment. Welcoming you back to Live Bet Sunday. I'm Ben Wilson from Las Vegas. Danny Burke back with us from Chicago. Our Nebraska alum, Danny Burke. Big upset win for the Huskers, man. Talk about, about playing it. spoiler. Uh, another another nice late season game for Nebraska. It's, it's kind of a shame we're not going to get them in March, Danny, but they've, they've come up with some nice uh, upset outings so far this year. Hey, come on. You're telling me they're not going to go on a run here in the conference tournament? Tomanaga, baby, he's going to go out just I like he's look, been doing all year. <laughs> I would love to see a repeat of the 2007 Georgia Bulldogs, the worst team. I guess Nebraska's not technically the worst team in the Big Ten, but to run the table, win the tournament, get in as like a 14 seed and, uh, and try to shock the world. I would love to see that out of Nebraska. Do I think it happens? Uh, probably not. As much as I yeah, love uh, your, your guy Tominaga, who went off again today. What, 20-plus points in seven of his final eight games? Not bad. Uh, Nebraska, yeah. beat, Nebraska beats Iowa in Carver-Hawkeye Arena today as an 11-and-a-half-point outright dog. 5-to-1 <laughs> on the money line behind me at South Point uh, with an 81-77 win. But the two games coming up, we mentioned one of them in the last segment, Wisconsin. Right now, a first four team or last four team in as a first four 11 seed as they go on the road to take on Minnesota they've been bet down in the market bet against from six point favorites down to five point favorites total has been bet up in the Twin Cities from 126 and a half to 128 and a half or 129 that game tips off in 15 minutes while the other Big Ten game in East Piscataway where Northwestern takes on Rutgers Danny two teams who've been pretty solid all year now we go into the final game of the Big Ten season with a late tip out there on the East Coast and looking at where the market has gone, pretty steady as far as the side has not budged off an opener of Rutgers minus five, but the total is getting some attention where uh, Rutgers and Northwestern is two teams who've played a lot of grind them out games this year. This had a pretty low total at open 125 and a half, but betters are looking for the over here. 127 and a half is where we're now up to, including a couple spots right behind me, including that have gone to 128. What do you make of that with two historically defensive minded teams? Yeah, again, kind of like the other Big Ten spot, I'm a little perplexed that this total is getting bet up to the over. 
I, you know how great Rutgers is defensively, and yes, Northwestern is more than capable of doing that themselves. I mean, the Scarlet Knights fifth in adjusted defensive efficiency. They're 27th in defending two-point field goal percentage. Northwestern is 309th offensively shooting uh, two-pointers. Rutgers 17th defending the three ball Northwestern 269th shooting the three ball. So maybe you're thinking that it's just going to be Rutgers dominating offensively from the gun. And that's how you're going to get aided to this total going to the over perhaps uh, just kind of playing devil's advocate. But that kind of led me to look in the direction of a team total specifically, because again, like I, I don't want to necessarily be on the wrong side of the market. You typically never do. And so that's what, I'm concerned, all right, maybe I'm missing something here. For the last five games Rutgers has won, their opponents have averaged just 53.6 points per game. None have gone over 60-plus points. And then, as we know, Northwestern has been struggling as of late, Ben. They've lost their last three games. They have not gone over 65 points in that span. And that was counting an overtime game where they lost to Penn State. Um, then it was 62-59 and 59 the other couple spots. So, I think Rutgers, too, after that last kind of fluky game, I feel like they're going to step it up right out of the gates. I think they'll have a good defensive showing, and I would lean toward it being a lower-scoring game. But because, again, a little uncomfortable with the total getting bet up, maybe would look toward Northwestern's team total under. I think it was like 61.5, which seemed about right. That's the thing. So I, I didn't really see that much of an edge in terms of where I would have put the number versus where the market had it. I think it was set appropriately, but that would have been the top angle I would have considered in terms of the total. In terms of a side, Rutgers being a five-point favorite makes complete sense to me as well. But I'm just going to opt into the strategy like we do very often and hope that it's going to be a game of runs. Hope I get a better number on Rutgers and look to jump in on them then because again, I agree with the number. Think they're a favorite, think they'll win. Don't love the idea of laying five, especially when we know, Ben, that we're probably going to get a point in this game where Northwestern keeps it close or takes a lead, and then I can get an adjusted number on the Scarlet Knights. Especially with the way Rutgers has played of late. You lose five of seven, and some of the defensive outings have been really bad, especially away from home, and that's my best guess as to why the market has gone to the over. When you give up 75 points to Minnesota in your last game, the worst team in the Big Ten on the road, and even a, a home game a couple weeks ago for Rutgers when you give up 82 at home to your Nebraska Cornhuskers, Danny. So the defense has fallen <laughs> off a little bit for Steve Peichel's Scarlet Knights. They're still fourth in overall defensive efficiency. So you're combining two teams who have not played great as of late. Northwestern has actually slipped into a 7C now in the bracketology. They were as high as a 5C a couple weeks ago based on the current ESPN projections. And then there's Rutgers who should be safe, I say should. It's not a guarantee by any means, though, because they're on the last four buys seed line. So they would be a 10 seed right now. But look, if you lose this game today, you go one and done in the Big Ten tournament, things get awfully dicey. And as we know in the Big Ten, no, no games uh, are, are safe or a guaranteed. So uh, it's pretty telling, though, that the market in so many other games where, where it's those pseudo must-win spots or motivational spots in a senior night type game at home, you see the market move a point, point and a half to a team in that situation. Hasn't done that at all here, which I'd say is pretty telling, Danny, based on the recent form. Yeah, and look, I, I kind of get what you're saying here, too. And this is what you and I were talking about yesterday, where it's like, all right, you don't necessarily have to automatically buy into the team where the pressure is amounting, and more so perhaps with Rutgers than Northwestern. But then the other side of that coin, I think we could argue, based on also what you've seen the last few games, Ben, is how good really is Northwestern? And yes, they they went on their little spurt and they kept proving me wrong. I'm not going to lie. I was on the wrong end of, of a couple bets fading Northwestern. But now you're kind of seeing them in the most important time of the year falter. And if they lose this game and let's say Rutgers wins in a pretty impressive fashion, I, I think the jury's out on Northwestern and what team they really are. And it's a signal of them coming back down to reality. So I'm not going to be shocked if that's the case and it carries on from the last three games to this one. So I'm not too concerned about the pressure more so on the side of Rutgers. I'm willing to put more stock into the fact that, hey, maybe Northwestern just isn't as good as they were on that streak. But we'll have to wait and see. And uh, again, I, you know, I'm talking more than I'm actually putting my money down because I'm waiting for a better number. But 
again, it, it's a game of runs. It's typically inevitable that we're going to get a better spot. So that, too, is why I'm looking to wait. It's how it always goes, Danny, isn't it? Uh, but those are the two games in the Big Ten. Wisconsin taking on uh, with uh, with their, uh, their matchup coming up here. Wisconsin and Minnesota in a few minutes. And then Northwestern and Rutgers. So we'll keep you posted on those games as we get some in-game thoughts and some opportunities to potentially attack the final two regular season games of the college basketball season. Once those games wrap up, we should have Big Ten tournament odds by the time we get off the air. A little bit later in the show, we'll start to go through all the major conference tournament odds that are now out, many of which start either Monday or Tuesday. I want to get your thoughts, so Danny, on the NBA card here before we get to a couple of tip-offs. Mm -hmm. Two games in the NBA that tip in about 15 minutes. Let's start with the big one in Boston, New York. Boston, it is the marquee game on ESPN to kick things off on this late slate. And seeing the Celtics now up to six and a half point consensus favorites, no Jalen Brunson for the New York Knicks, no Malcolm Brogdon for Boston, but the total is now sitting at 225 and a half or 226, depending on where you look. Not much movement on that total, but with Brunson's injury, you've seen a move of about a point on the side for Boston, open five and a half, now six and a half with this being a marquee matchup tonight. Danny, what are you targeting there? Yeah, and look, I, I wasn't expecting Brunson to be out in this game, but perhaps the market was. That's why the Celtics were as high even before the official news of being like a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite because I, I leaned a little bit to, uh, toward New York. I didn't do anything with it, Ben, but what I did do was a couple props. So Robert Williams is also going to be out for Boston, and I think that's going to bode well for Mitchell Robinson in this game tonight. I did him over nine and a half rebounds at plus 106. Bet Rivers was the one book out here in Illinois that had plus 106. Most other outlets had minus 105, to which, yeah, I'd still play it, but it was certainly a lot more tempting seeing the nine and a half to the over at plus money, like plus 106. So he just had 13 rebounds in their most recent game against Boston, and Robert Williams was in that game. So now he'll be out. You got to think that opens up the space down low even more so for him to get some boards, crash the glass even harder. Uh, he averages already over nine rebounds per game, and since he's gotten back from this injury, he's gone over this mark in four out of five games. So I did Robinson over nine and a half rebounds plus 106. And then also Marcus Smart over one and a half, three point field goals made at minus 125. Shocked that it wasn't at two and a half because that's typically where it was. But over 50% of his shot attempts come from three. Uh, the other side, the Knicks are allowing opponents to shoot over 38% of their attempts from deep. That's 26 most. I think it's worth laying it for Smart to get at least two three point field goals, especially because the key score in Brockton is going to be out, like you mentioned. Wow, love it. Marcus Smart over one and a half three pointers, and then Mitchell Robinson over that nine and a half rebounds prop. And you're getting plus money for a Knicks team that is red hot, but without their leader in Jalen Brunson, have won nine of 10, have covered nine of 10. That sets up a pretty good showdown with the Boston Celtics fighting Milwaukee for the top spot in the East. And speaking of those Milwaukee Bucks, they lost a pretty shocking game last night with how they led early. We'll discuss the Bucks when we return because they're also about to tip off. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And a reminder, next Sunday night, once the brackets are released, of which uh, they're about to be out basically one week from right now, brackets will be out. Uh, we will have a special betting the bracket show for you with myself, Danny Burke, and Wes Reynolds, who is going to be with us later on the show tonight, uh, is Wes. So excited for that. That is next Sunday night which will occupy the final two hours of what is normally live bet Sunday. So we'll have that for you at 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, Danny, you just talked about one NBA game. You have a couple plays on, again, to refresh for, uh, for the listeners and viewers, going over one and a half three-pointers for Marcus Smart for Boston, over nine and a half rebounds at a, a short plus money price on Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks. Knicks and Celtics about to tip off shortly there from TD Garden as it is going to go off, just updating my final numbers, six and a half point favorites in favor of the Celtics. Two, 26 and a half is your consensus total. While we have one other game about to tip, Bucks and Wizards, Milwaukee in heartbreaking fashion has their 16 game winning streak snapped last night against the Sixers. They lose 133 to 130 with a very bizarre two minute sequence that 
I basically had a couple of Giannis Antetokounmpo misses, a Drew Holiday miss, and all of a sudden the Bucks went from looking like they were in control to losing the game. So streak is over. Now it's the second leg of a back-to-back. No Chris Middleton for the Bucks tonight, but Washington without Kyle Kuzma as well. And as a result, market has moved a a full two points from Bucks minus four to now Bucks minus six. Danny with tip off about eight minutes away. Yeah, and Kyle Kuzma again, a big addition for this Washington team. It doesn't seem like if you're not following them closely that it would be that big of a miss, but. He's been their most efficient player, especially on the defensive side. So I understand why the line moved. Uh, like you said, too, Middleton is out. Whether or not that hurts the Bucks <laughs> remains to be seen. Chris Middleton certainly, uh, it, it felt like he was out last night. Not really uh, productive in that game on the offensive side of the floor. But look, uh, the Wizards played last night, too. They had an overtime effort where they lost versus Toronto. So it's not like there's that big of a rest advantage for Washington. I was telling you off air, it's not like it was an official player or anything. It's more so just to get some action for some of these NBA games, aside from the props. I just did a little parlay with like the Bucks and the Clippers just to get some action going because I, I don't want to lay that number with the Bucks on such an adjusted spot from where it opened in some spots as low as three and a half. And like you said, uh, there's adjusted more than three points or right around there in favor of Milwaukee. So I think Milwaukee's in a good spot here to bounce back. The Wizards, again, missing a guy like Kuzma is not going to be beneficial for him. And then the Clippers, well, we know the Grizzlies are dealing with plenty of issues themselves and missing a lot of guys. So the Clippers got to be due for a spot. They're also laying a high number. So something just kind of for fun that I'll be sweating out in this game. But I do think it is going to be a good bounce back spot for the Bucks. Curious to hear what kind of in-game props you have dialed up because I'm looking yeah. to fire on those tonight. Yeah, those worked out really well last night. The only issue was I'm not able to bet them because I don't live <laughs> in, a, in a jurisdiction. Unfortunately, my, uh, you know, my alter ego, Wen Bilson, who definitely lives in Chicago. That's right. In Danny Burke's He's house, set up. <laughs> uh, he is definitely set up for those plays. So we'll we'll see what uh, yeah we'll see what the marketplace spits out us tonight. Again, that game tips in just a few minutes, along with the Knicks and the Celtics. While you're talking Clippers, let's get into that handicap. That's the only other game tonight, so we'll get it out of the way right now. Doesn't tip till 10 p.m. on the East Coast, so you have some time to still get some bets in for the Grizzlies and Clippers. And the big storyline is this will be game at least number one of we presume two, maybe more for John Morant, who is. Uh, who's kind of gone into a voluntary suspension of, of sorts after that Instagram live video comes out. He's got a handgun in a nightclub, always a great recipe for success as an NBA player. So he is out tonight. Market is up as high as seven now for the Clippers. So it opened six point favorites on the Clippers side now up to seven. And the total has come down as well with some of those stars out for Memphis. Not only is Moran out, but Dylan Brooks out with a suspension as well. And then you have Steven Adams, who is yet to return. has been out now going on a month and a half Therefore, the Grizzlies, as they have really fallen off, still holding on to that second position in the West. But it's now a six-game gap behind Denver. Those two teams were tied at one point. So uh, you're not wanting to lay the seven. You are throwing the Clippers into a, a money line a parlay spot. But uh, what what's your feel on the on the Clippers now that just doesn't seem to really – every time you feel like they're about to get it together and go on a run, uh, they have an injury and take, take a two giant steps backward. That's, what's my, that's what my feel has been at least – on this Clippers team over the last three, four weeks or so. Well, let's just say that they're lucky that the Lakers are the more popular team in Los Angeles because the Clippers are just an utter disappointment right now. And look, they have plenty of time to make it up. They got the postseason where you could go on a run, but with the talent that they have, and just because they also have not really played together that much, it's so frustrating because you know what they're capable of accomplishing, or at least we think we know what they're capable of accomplishing. And, you know, Westbrook comes onto the team bed and nothing's going good from that point. But come on. I mean, how much is that really going to be pegged on to Russell Westbrook? Perhaps a certain amount. I'll leave that to other guys and the analytical dudes to go really deep with that to make that judgment for themselves. But if you have one guy like Russell Westbrook who really is dictating the outcome of a game that much, I think you have bigger problems than him. I think it goes to coaching. I think it goes to the surrounding cast because Russell Westbrook is still a guy who's going to play defense out there and hustle on every single play. And I don't think he's going to completely try to take over the team in a new, uh, in a new setting. So look, I just think the Clippers are not meshing together well right now. And they obviously have not been healthy on a constant basis. Zubach, I know is questionable for this mm -hmm. game. Norman Powell is out. But luckily for them, they are going against the Grizzlies, who you mentioned, missing John Morant, Brandon Clark out for the season, Dylan Brooks out in this game, Steven Adams, who's a huge piece to this team. 
uh, not going to be playing. So that's why the Clippers are a seven point favorite. And frankly, Ben, if they were playing more competently as of late, they'd probably be a bigger favorite. But you got to think the market's hesitant to lay that much with this Clippers team that just hasn't shown their worth to want to lay that much with them. Yeah, I really felt like Friday night was the buy low spot for the Clippers who had lost four straight. We're going to Sacramento. It was a rematch of that insane 176-175 double overtime game from the previous Friday night. Felt like that was the spot. And the Clippers were getting seven in that game even earlier in the day. And that was with uh, Kawhi Leonard already out. So that I felt like was the spot for the Clippers. They don't win the game, but they do cover. Lose the game by one. So it's a fifth straight loss for L.A. I'm inclined to think that that we're in this, you know, it's a very ebb and flow type team, Danny, as you allude to with how inconsistent they are. So I'm inclined to think this is one of those flow backup type type of type of game stretches for the Clippers against a very shorthanded Memphis team yet at seven. I mean, come on with what the Clippers have shown you so far and against a Memphis team that has been very bad on the road. There's really no excuse to not put up a really good showing tonight and cover that number, but I'm staying away for a team that's still 500 as we sit here today. The Clippers 500 would be the number eight seed if the playoffs started today. Yeah, and you know what? We keep talking about them in terms of the futures for the West and how they're perhaps an alluring team based on the value and, again, based on what we think their ceiling could be. But that conversation, that narrative gets diminished when you get Kyrie Irving coming to the Mavericks. All right, maybe you don't care about that as much. Well, then you got Kevin Durant coming to the Suns. And then perhaps you get a Warriors team that figures it out, puts it together. They stay healthy and they could be the vintage Warriors for all we know. And then the Clippers fall by the wayside once again. So this isn't a team to me, Ben, where I want to bet anything with them in the futures market. I get why originally they were attractive. And even before the deadline, right before the big moves happened, why they would be attractive. It's just not worth it as of this moment. I think you clearly have your top teams in the West some teams deeper down who can at least be competitive in those stretches. Paul George himself has shown in the postseason he cannot do it. And now this Clippers team is doing much of the same. And the two teams we'll watch tonight, Clippers and Grizzlies, really sliding in the futures market overall. Clippers now 7-1, fourth favorites behind the Warriors still, as well as the Nuggets and then the Suns. And the Grizzlies sit fifth in that market at 8-1. Uh, as they, as we currently sit, again, we're into the final 15, 16 games now of the regular season. Eastern Conference futures show the Bucks gaining ground on the Celtics. That's now down to Bucks plus 190. They're about a pick them if you want to bet the who will get the first seed heading into the postseason. But the Bucks are plus 190, Celtics plus 125. Again, both of those teams about to tip off in just a few minutes. Uh, what's on your portfolio here as far as futures go, Danny? Anything you're looking to add as we get down the final home stretch of the regular season? Yeah, I I don't know if I'm really eager to add anything else. The only thing I did is when uh, I I think you you were on the show when it was me, you and Jeff, I assume is what the cast was, because that's what it typically had been uh, the week before the Super Bowl. And it was when the Kyrie Irving news happened. And then Chris Haynes reported if he's made available being Kevin Durant, the Suns are going to look to pursue him. So I took a bet on the Suns to win the Western Conference thinking if they get him awesome, I'll have a good number based on where it'll change. If not, you know what? So be it. The Suns are still a good enough team without Durant to at least get there. Then I'll have the opportunity to hedge cash out all those things we talked about uh, yesterday. So that's really the only ticket I got right now is Suns plus 750. And then I, actually, I think I took a little piece of the Nuggets to win the championship just to kind of hedge off that because they're the clear top two teams in the West uh, as of this moment. Inside the mind of Danny Burke. Always, always spinning. Always got to have always got to have something formulating in, inside that uh, dome of yours. So, Danny, no, it's, I, I like the strategy. We'll see how it now plays out with about a month, month and a half until the postseason gets underway in the NBA. We'll have more updates on those two games about to tip off as they get underway. When we return, though, we go to the college conference tournaments. A lot of big action going on here on a Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, so what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, and what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, Restrictions apply. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to $25 back if you miss only one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. The show is Live Bet Sunday. We're betting live sports. That's, uh, that's what we're doing here until 11 o'clock on the East Coast tonight, taking you through all the action on a Sunday. I'm Ben Wilson back at our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Danny Burke with me in Chicago. Please hit us up at VEASAN Live on Twitter if there's a game you want us to discuss because there's a lot of small conference tournaments going on right now, Danny. Three more teams punched their tickets to the big dance earlier today. The, the one I was kicking myself on did not get in in-game on UNC Asheville. But in the, the Big South, they beat Campbell, the, the running Campbells, uh, running Camels of Campbell. Easy to get that mixed up, Danny. Uh, had a big comeback, though, and it was obvious. Campbell is the seven seed. Started to run out of gas late in that, uh, in that conference championship game. Big comeback for Asheville, who win but do not cover. They end up getting all the way back to a getting the lead. They take a four-point lead late, but push or either push or lose by the hook on that spread margin. Bet from four to four and a half. So Asheville clinches the Big South today, 77-73 over Campbell. Big upset is Kennesaw State. First ever nationally televised game at the home of Kennesaw State in their uh, convocation center on campus. Kennesaw State takes out Liberty, who have been the, the behemoth in that conference coming out of the ace on the past few seasons. It's a 67-66 win for Kennesaw State. They win as a five-and-a-half-point consensus underdog there today in that conference title game. And then Arch Madness, I know you're a big fan of that one, as always, Danny. That wasn't even a game. I mean, what happened to Bradley today? The number one seed comes out. They didn't score for like eight minutes for a stretch in the first half and was an absolute blowout from start to finish. Final score in that one, 77-51 for Drake. That was a rocking chair winner that market bet Drake up from one to two-point favorites. Uh, Drake wins with ease. The game does stay under 130 on the close. So uh, Drake, Kennesaw State, UNC Asheville, Danny, your three teams from when we last talked to when we're on now that have since clinched those automatic bids into the tournament. Yeah, and you talk about that Drake and Bradley game. I mean, Drake shot 56%. They were 28 of 50 from the floor. Uh, Going to be hard to overcome that, but Bradley didn't really help their case shooting 34.5%. But look, this is what is so appealing about some of these lower-level type of gains. You had a great point about it yesterday. It really has you alter your handicapping approach based on how many games these teams are playing in a, in a finite amount of days. 
All right, well, compare that to the level of competition. How much impact does that have, not only on the game, but the betting market versus, say, a Power 5 school? And like we saw on display yesterday, perhaps it's not the same. There is a big difference, and you got to look at it from a different standpoint because of that. But very entertaining, to say the least. We'll see how some of these teams can fare out come the big dance. So looking forward yeah. to that. Well, and there was another situation that involved another team trying to win uh, with a rest disparity South Alabama, who's playing right now as we go to the sure. Sunbelt semifinals. Sunbelt is such a crazy league this year where you had five teams in the Ken Palm overall efficiency ratings between 85 and 100. Five teams all bunched up in that very narrow category. Yet South Alabama, who actually, if I, if I look up the full uh, numbers on their season-long efficiency ratings, South Alabama was actually the third best team by Ken Palm coming into this tournament. But because of how bunched up that league was, South Alabama was one of three nine and nine teams in conference play, 18 and 15 overall. They get the eight seed, Danny, the eight seed, and are trying to win a third game in three nights right now in Pensacola, Florida, against the four seeded Dukes of James Madison. South Alabama, they take out the number one seed, Southern Miss, in the tournament last night. And with that being a third game in three nights, betting market went against USA today. They opened as a short one point favorite in the game, closed James Madison, laying a point and a half or two. And again, that's part, partially the thought. Three games in three days for South Alabama. But metrically, they're actually better than James Madison on the bulk of the season. So it was interesting to me that, that people, it wasn't just that it was a rest disparity. It was kind of counteracted by the season-long advanced numbers. And yet the market still went firmly to James Madison. That does not look to be the right decision so far, DB. It's a 65-55 game at the under four media timeout. And we're, uh, we're four minutes away from South Alabama getting to that conference tournament championship game as an eight seed. They're laying eight and a hook right now on the live line if you do feel inclined to get involved. But South Alabama's just been shooting really solid this game and leading up to this game, getting to this point. They've knocked down seven threes. James Madison has only made two. Not going to help you very much. James Madison has done really good at crashing the boards offensively. 12 offensive rebounds, only four on the other side for South Alabama. But again, that just goes to show you how valuable those shots are from deep beyond the arc and how that's proven to be successful for South Alabama. And again, your theory, not just with the metrics, but kind of going on this rest, it's different. It, it kind of plays out differently when you have these teams that are not there's just really not that much of a discrepancy in terms of talent. You're all bunched together, just different teams. The rest versus rust, not as big of an mm -hmm. argument as you may have with some of these power five schools. So uh, yeah, South Alabama closing is the one point dog, one and a half right around there. Like you said, what do you think the reason might've been if it, if it weren't for the maybe rest advantage going with JMU, what other reasons do you think it would have been for the number flipping in their direction? Like the, the biggest thing is, is that rebound discrepancy you were talking about because South Alabama is horrible on, on the glass this year. They're one of the worst teams in offensive rebounding percentage, and they're a really inefficient team in general on the offensive side, outside the top 125 and overall offensive efficiency. But what they do really well and what I always believe translates extremely solidly to a neutral site conference tournament setting that you only get in a once-off every year. Teams going, in the Sunbelt's case, to Pensacola, Florida. South Alabama is an elite three-point defensive team. They're seventh in the country in three-point defense. We know how hard it is for teams to go into those neutral floors and, and get accustomed to a new backdrop and a new setting, especially in such a quick situation. So when you combine teams with really good three-point defense, I always like those sorts of squads going into conference tournaments like this. So I, that's why I disagreed with the, uh, with the line movement going forward when the two teams played the regular season, uh, USA won by one at home. So it felt like a classic coin flip game. Uh, and so I, I looked at the rebounding margin, maybe Danny, that's why the market went towards James Madison felt like a pick em. line was right around there. So I didn't want to play it pregame, but it feels justified. Uh, at least if you thought maybe the market was getting ahead of itself by just assuming because it was three games in three days and because South Alabama struggles on the glass, this was going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, and look, that is something important to be cognizant of with these games, and especially when we get into March Madness, is who can dominate the glass. Because a lot of times when it comes down to the wire, those are those gritty type of plays, the effort plays, who can get the good positioning. That's going to make the difference. Send you to the foul line. Get yourself advantages on both ends of the floor. And look, that's I, I guess you're right. That makes sense why it would then flip in that direction, and you add that in with the rest being a favor for JMU just didn't happen for him here. South Alabama's just making more shots, and sometimes that's the outcome. 
there's still time. We'll see. But a 10-point deficit, probably not going to have a really good opportunity to get back in this one. So if you took South yeah. Alabama, feeling pretty great about Crazy, yourself. crazy conference tournament. That is a 65-59. USA, America's team, Danny. Go Jaguars. Uh, they're up 65-59 <laughs> on James Madison. Eight seed over a four seed right now. They're in that Sunbelt Conference semifinal. The other semifinal that comes up after that game, it'll, it's slated to be an 8.30 p.m. Eastern start from Pensacola. The, the 11 seed in that league, Danny, has made it to the semis. Texas State, the Bobcats of San Marcos trying to make a four, fourth win in four nights. But this is like, yeah, every situation is different. And even though we talk about sometimes that, you know, that, that rest situation for one team, it gets a little bit overblown in a conference tournament setting. But this is a situation where I would be looking to fade Texas State. The Bobcats have had a really nice run getting to this point. Now take on the two-seed Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, who are now laying seven. Market has moved up a full point here. You can still find six and a half, though. That's what I would play. Uh, Lafayette from six to seven-point favorites. And the total has dropped now a full five and a half points from 144 to 138 and a half. Lafayette, with the way the bracket is set up, they advanced all the way to the quarters. They've only played one game. Texas State has already played three. And more, more so than that, I mean, you look at the overall numbers and Lafayette has clearly been better by a, a pretty good margin. Uh, they, they handily beat Texas State in the regular season meeting by nine. And the way Texas State entered the, uh, finished the season, I mean, they were a three and two team to start Sunbelt play, lost 10 of the final 13 games. So I'm, I'm definitely feeling like it's a spot where the Bobcats run out of steam now that they're in that semifinal position. And, and it's a classic example, Danny, of why every situation is created differently in these conference tournaments. Yeah, and you're right. This does bring up a different approach to look at that rest argument. I mean, they play just one game has Lafayette, but it was a complete breeze for them. So it's almost like a warm-up to now, all right, a little bit more of a test. But I can see why metrically dominance player for player, big-time advantage in this spot. At Lafayette beating Georgia Southern 67-49 uh, last night in that quarterfinal. We'll get you updated on the rest of the college basketball action and NBA games in progress as we return one hour for us in the books here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more managing your diabetes just got easier the powerful new dexcom g7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks and because dexcom g7 is the most accurate cgm system you can be confident in your food exercise and medication decisions and all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower a1c get started at dexcom.com dexcom data on file 2023 if your glucose alerts and readings from the g7 do not match symptoms or expectations use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions for a list of compatible devices visit dexcom.com compatibility.